this Manchester United season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome back, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne. Uh, and we are carrying on with our season previews. All 20 teams are getting a fair crack of the whip. And this one will be a biggie. Now we're going to talk some Manchester United. Uh, if you've listened to the show, you'll know that me and Baz are big fans of Manchester United, say nothing but good things about them on a weekly basis. Uh, glowing. Glowing report every week. Uh, Baz, uh, massive fan. Barry Penaluna, somewhere in Nottingham. Um, tell us about your love for Manchester. Yeah, I mean, anyone that listens knows um, <laughs> we haven't got any love for them, have we? We'll try and be as partisan as we can for the benefit of this episode, though, won't we, Malcolm? Will we? Well, let's be honest about it, Baz. The reason we hate them is because we're bitter and twisted and jealous. So it's not like... You know, it's a football thing. And you're not meant to like them. Like, they're not meant to like us. I wouldn't want them to like us. You're not meant to like anybody. That's how it works. So anyone who gets the hump about it is just an idiot. Uh, because that's how football supporters work. And for my pretty much my entire life, what's got in the way of me having a good time is Manchester United. Like, so that's why you don't like them. Um, it's probably different if you're 20 years old. You might not like Manchester City or Liverpool or people who've got in your way, but in the time, obviously, when Newcastle were good, it was Man United who constantly um, who got in the way. So we have got a, we've got a Man United guest on, but yeah, we'll go we'll go easy on uh, on him joining us from I can only assume the Greater Manchester area is Mr. Liam Law. Liam, how are you doing? Not bad, not bad. Just on the back of that as well. So you're talking about hitting my head. It's just because we ruined your childhood. That's all it was. Everything yeah, it's exactly what it was. That 12 points ahead of you and things like that. That's all it was. It, it took <laughs> so, me you know, so long to get... I mean, yeah, that's the thing. We, we've talked about why people... The, why, what relationship we have with certain teams. It, it took me forever to watch that back. And even a couple of years ago, Sky had that entertainer's documentary about Newcastle and everyone was saying watching it was really good and I just couldn't every time that game comes on the all those Schmeichel saves the Cantonal goal and it took me oh, 20 odd years longer to watch it like um, and I eventually did catch up with it and I've, I've kind of made me peace with it now a little bit I think it helps that Manchester United have been rubbish for a little while so um, not as long as us obviously but they've, they've kind of gone off the radar a little bit um, but it's going to be very interesting season, I think, for Manchester United. If we've got any new Man United fans who've found us uh, via this episode, um, wherever you found us this time round is where you'll find us everywhere else, Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. We're on Twitter at AskGPN Premier. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. And we'll do like two weekly shows. We'll just throw out some betting picks for the weekend's Premier League action. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, but always confident. Uh, we'll do the Champions League. We've got the EFL and the Women's World Cup going on at the minute. So uh, there's always some shenanigans going on. We're making Barry and sometimes the guests just making some picks and having a bit crack. So by all means, like and subscribe and rate and review. Um, 
Liam, last year, third place finish, 75 points. Carabao Cup winners beat Newcastle. FA Cup runners-up. Um, I mean, but it, to me, it was a really weird season because there was some very high highs and then there were some really low lows. Um, so, I mean, take me through how you felt the season went from your point of view. Um, from the start, obviously, you had Brighton at home, Brentford away, two defeats from the first two games. So you're thinking straight away, what's, what's happening here? What's, what's the new manager all about? Um, then he, he brought his own players in that he actually wanted. I think Casemiro was one of the biggest signs we've made. It was probably one of the best signs we made. Um, he was also dealing with the likes of the protests, which obviously that can go for hours if you want to talk about it. Uh, Ronaldo, the Ronaldo situation was absolute shambles. Um, Greenwood, losing Greenwood, a massive player. Um, so then you think to yourself, what, what are we going to see for the rest of the season? Uh, personally, I couldn't see us finishing any higher than sixth. That was mine. But then after Christmas, we just kicked on. Our waveform wasn't great. Like you say, we had a lot of lows. Um, I think against yourselves, we were absolutely dreadful that day. It could have been three, four, fives. Liverpool away, 7-0 from the second half. That was shocking. Man City away. So we've had a lot of big results that went against us. But then at home, it was just a different kettle of fish. Absolutely tremendous from home. Um, so yeah, it was it was just a mixed emotions really. I, I just couldn't, I could never see us finishing third or even the top four from from what I saw from the, the first half of the season. It was. Uh, I only realised how good they were at home when I looked at the splits this afternoon. Uh, when I just came yeah. to make a few notes, they won fifteen of nineteen. Which, if you asked me, I would have kind of just said ah, the, the well, same yeah. amount of points away from home. But they're. Uh, what are you laughing at, Basie? I didn't ever listen to me on a weekly basis because I brought this up every week on our Premier League pick show. Every time Manu were at home, I was saying they're always winning and they're always winning to nil at home. Clean sheets at home yeah. were high as well. Uh, but their away form was where you would fade them and, and go against them. They only won away from home uh, eight times, I think, out of 19. Uh, but their home form was, as you say, they only lost one all season. They really did turn Old Trafford into a bit of a fortress last year. Um, so they were second in the home table. And, and fifth in the away table. Um, then, so, yeah, go on, Liam. Well, then I was just saying after that, then you obviously got to the, the Cups, so the, the Carabao Cup, obviously we know how that ended, the FA Cup. That was, again, we could have won that on any other day. Um, I don't think we embarrassed ourselves. I still think City, with a better team, deserved the win, but two silly goals to go away. For me, I think the first one after 12 seconds, you've got to be doing better defensively. Second one, to hear saves them um, nine times out of ten so I don't know what happens in that sense but you just got to move on from that one you, you just got to admit that you've been beaten by a better team um, and it probably just cost me a bit of a mortgage for them them tickets for the semi-finals and the finals to be honest with you but they had a good weekend so it was, uh, it was enjoyable uh, Funnily enough the, the FA Cup final I had a bit of a something just came it was, I was on holiday I was in Mallorca with, with the family so I went down to watch the cup final and obviously the whole barge, half Man United, half Man City. And I just thought, this is where this is the place to watch a cup final. You're saying you've spent an absolute fortune on tickets because I spent a canny bit on the Carabao Cup final. Didn't really enjoy it. Didn't enjoy the travelling. Didn't enjoy it. And I just thought, why was, am I not sitting? Next time we get to a cup final, I'm going to be sitting in a bar in Malaga, Benidorm, Ben on the Dean or somewhere like that. Like, that was exactly the right place to do it. So, I mean, that only dawned on us when I saw that bar, half man you, half man city. 
Um, so that so last season out the way. Looking forward, um, those nasty old Glazers have spent another two hundred million quid. You got a couple of new players in Liam, um, Onana, Mount. Any other big names? Am I forgetting what you're expecting uh, going forward? Change of style, change of change of what? Um, or what can we expect from this Man United lineup? I think we're pretty much the same, to be honest, yeah. but a bit more fresh legs. So I think I think Mon comes in instead of Ericsson. Um, but I like Ericsson, I've always liked Ericsson, but I think he is getting on now, his legs are going. But I think Mon brings that bit of pace now when he brings the, the goals and assists. I mean, if you look at last season, Chelsea were horrendous, but I think every player was for Chelsea. But the season before that, you're looking at these goals and assists, you're looking at 13 goals. He was the thir- first name on a team sheet for Chelsea and England. Um, so we can get that confidence back in Mount. I'd be happy with that signing. Um, Banana, he's got big, big boots to fill, to be fair, big gloves to fill after today. Um, but he plays exactly the way that Ericsson happens to play. He's good with his feet. Is he a better shot something to here? I think that's what you, you've got to be as a goalkeeper. You've got to save shots first and foremost. But uh, we'll just have to wait and see with that one. Um, I'm happy about it. I just think the way De Gea left, it should have been handled better. It was a, it was a bit embarrassing by the club, to be honest, but hopefully he'll get the, the send-off he deserves. Um, and obviously today we've just signed, well, that's been confirmed, his medical's been passed today, that uh, Hoyland, don't know much about him. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I just don't like, I don't like comparing players to other players. So, I don't know why, don't, don't, I don't keep saying on Twitter and on Sky and everywhere, they keep putting a side-to-side, head-to-head comparison with Hoyland and Haaland. It's because that's, that's exactly why. It's because their names are a bit the same. It's absolutely no. stupid to try and compare those two players. Totally unnecessary. Um, but yeah, I don't know much about him either. Um, came, came a little bit out yeah. of nowhere from my point of view. Um, oh. yeah, well, it, I mean, I think he's needed a striker. Um, all the talk at the end of last season was that Harry Kane would be the one but he's obviously quickly moved on from that um, and yeah. probably the right decision the, the reason the club didn't want to continue is they didn't want to be drawn into a fiasco with, with Daniel Levy for months on end and that's exactly where Bayern Munich have ended right to the last minute won't it yeah. I mean he's 20 year old he's got potential that's all we buy we're buying potential at the minute um, you never know he might come on and he might score 15-20 goals a season we, we just don't know um, I think we, we we talked about Mount recently on a on a transfer show we did, um, and I think both of us agreed he needed the move from Chelsea. Things had gone yeah. gone awry there, and, and and I agree with you. You sort of put a line through last season because everyone yeah. at Chelsea was shit, um, and we know Mount isn't shit. He's better than he than he showed last season. Um, and yeah. I think he needed the move much in the way that Havertz probably needed to get away from Chelsea as well. You know, it yeah. remains to be seen how they both step up this season. But I think it's a good move for, for Mountain and a good move for Man United, as you see. I think with Ericsson aging, it's a good it's a good uh, sort of way yeah. to move on from him. No, so I think we'll play the, the three midfield as well. I think we'll go Bruno Casemiro on Mountain as well. I think that's going to be a strong three midfield if we can keep him fit all season and away from suspensions as well. I, I think it's a it's a good midfield to have. I've heard yeah. Casemiro has come back a bit fat and unfit. Is that right? He has. Uh, he, has. he was a bit fat to start with, wasn't he? Still starting, though, wasn't he? <laughs> it's one of the things, like I've said before, Baz, that I hate our Twitter page at the minute. And, uh, one of the things I saw was a picture of Casemiro next to Joel Linton just comparing and how fat he was compared to him. But that wasn't my point. My point was, I think I saw a little video of um, 
what's his name? Hoyland today. Um, and what it was obviously man, if I had made the video of like him banging in all the chances, straight underneath was a Liverpool fans video of him missing a load of chances. So yeah, two totally separate. One saying, look how brilliant this kid is, and the other one saying, look how shit this kid is. And just what's the point? Like, I mean, I've made it done enough. I could like call them a YouTube review. Like when we signed Emmanuel Riviere, they go, I'll have a look at this. And the, you can put together a four and a half minute video. He looks mint, but that's the only four and a half minutes of him doing anything good in his entire career. So you just don't know. Onana's the same. I am. I haven't seen him enough. Like um, obviously, they want him to play the ball. But they're going to change. I don't think they'll change to the extent of. I watched some of these games in America over the last couple of weeks, and uh, Brighton and Brentford and Villa were going to that absolute extreme to play the ball out from the back to the point it's going to cost 100% it's going to cost them goals I've already got a couple of angles in for next weekend's fixtures on this uh, but Onana will be better at that um, I just we'll go through the numbers in a minute with, with relation to, to a few bets and where I think they're going to finish because goals is definitely an issue um, and there was a, there was a couple of couple of red flags for me as well but we'll go through the numbers I'll, I'll tell you first about our our Patreon page Um Sign up to get loads of exclusive uh, contests. We've got the NFL Win Totals contest. It's got a $1,000 first place prize, outstanding. And the SGP Stories podcast, the uncensored show with the best stories from decades of being DJs. You've got the Discord channel. Um, all of our picks are going out for free on there. So help us support the fight against corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, so, numbers-wise, to win the league, Man United are 10-1. to 1. The top four finish, they are 4-6, to six, minus 150. To miss the top four, 11-10. to 10. Top six finish is 1-6. To, to miss the top six is 7-2. To, to finish in the bottom half, they're 12-1. to 1. And to get relegated, they are 500-1. to 1. Um, So, yeah, Liam mentioned, they lost the first two games. There was that horrible Brentford one. Um, and then all of a sudden... They, they, they sort of came with two runs for, for two days in January. There was a title challenge talked about. And then the second half was okay. What gets me though, and now I don't know if this is just me because I was a Newcastle fan, but the losses were more memorable than the wins. It was an honest sort of a 2-1 two, a, a two home win against Fulham. Great. You know, a 2-1 home win yeah. against Wolves, whatever it was. But the losses were just spectacular. So what worries me about the team was their the most alarming thing was their ability to get spanked or then either just stop trying or just not be good enough. Either one of those. I don't know which one it was. Maybe it's a combination. Um, but Liam mentioned that with the 4-0, Man City 6-3, the Villa 3-1, the Arsenal 3-2, the 7-0, the, the, the 2-0 at Newcastle was as bad as the 7-0 at Liverpool. We mauled them that day. Like, um, And then there was the game at West Ham right near the end of the season. I just don't know what man you were trying like so and they were all apart from West Ham all top half teams um, and Sky kept putting that graph up every week um, so I just don't know what, what do you think that was Liam was it a I saw Bruno Fernandes getting some stick that made him captain this year there was a couple of games where and he knows he's horrible we don't like his face like you just want to hit him with a cricket bat but he's a great player but it's just that twisty face thing and is he the right choice? Are Man United going to be able to get away from every three or four weeks throwing in an absolute shocker? No, I love Bruno, but I think he's one of the most petulant 
football as you ever meet. And he's frustrating as well at times. Um, I don't think he can get a better captain. I don't think there's anyone else in the, in the change room that could be a bigger leader. Maybe he's looking at Varane, Casemiro and stuff like that, but I think Bruno's probably going to be there a bit longer than, than them two. Um, but I think mentality-wise, it, it, it looked like at times they thought you'd just go out there and, and beat teams when you've got to put it in. So you go to the likes of West Ham, you go to St. James Park, you always know it's going to be a hard game. So you, you've got to live with the atmosphere. I think at times you go to St. James Park and there's been many years, I mean, even got to be 5 0 the Ferguson, you've got to expect the fans are going to be on top of you all the time and you've got to get into that zone. You can't just play 50%, you have to play 100% all the time. And I think at times that's what happened. But you've also got to change where players well. You can't always keep the side of play going away from home as well. That's what we did at Liverpool, we did at City, again, Newcastle, Arsenal. You can't always go all out attack. You've got to be able to defend at times as well. So I think sometimes we're a bit naive away from home. Thing that you could just do exactly did at home and it just doesn't work. The thing that stands out for me from last season was the goal difference. They scored 58 goals, conceded 43 goals. Yeah. They had a goal difference of just 15, which to me seems astonishing for a side finishing third to only be plus 15 goal difference. I think there were six teams that had a better goal difference than that. Uh, you know, the, those around them. Who's, who's got that ping going off? What's that ping? <laughs> Like, yeah. It's all right, Liam. Don't worry about. It's not a problem. problem. If you could stop it, that would be better. He's <laughs> got um, a chef on the passing going on. Yeah. <laughs> Service. Um, yeah. No goal difference, and as I say, conceding more than a goal a game. As you say, a lot of that came away from home, didn't they? They, they did have a couple of big, big spankings, which which pushed that up. But um, yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me. That goal difference is. is Low for a team finishing third in the league. I think there were 20, 20 goals different to Newcastle. Newcastle were plus 35 in fourth. Man United plus The strange thing as well, though, Baz, I mean, we're talking about the goals conceded and the goals from Sir. Uh, J.A. won Golden Glove as well. He kept the most clean sheets in the league. You know, that, that's the weirdest thing. But then you look at the games where you got beat, like we, we conceded six at City, seven at Liverpool, yeah. three at Arsenal, three, you mean West, uh, West Ham. So, yeah, it's all good keeping all these clean sheets, but you've got to change mentality away from home. It's always been our case as well. I think even under Solskjaer, that's a weird one. Under Solskjaer, our, our home form was crap. Our away form was fantastic. So, we either go great or we just... <laughs> that's it. So, one, one week we're great, next week we're, we're shit. But that's it. Sometimes that's the inconsistencies as well. Of last season, where we'll, we'll be brilliant first half, second half, called lacklustre, or vice versa, first half shocking, second half great. But it has to be a mentality thing to me. Yeah. But Some of those numbers, I... Baz, is. Sorry, Lee, go on, mate. I'm just saying you um... can't be. You, to be a top three team, you, you can't you can't play like that week in week out because you get found out. And with this season ahead, there's eight teams. I mean, I'm not going to even count Man City for the top four, but for me, there's eight teams chance for that top four this season. Yeah, we've we've said that on a few of these things. Obviously, you know, Brighton and Villa are right in the mix now. Um, arguably, Spurs have dropped away from it a little bit, but obviously, we know yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool will come back. Yeah. Some of those numbers you pointed out, Baz, were exactly my notes. The goal difference thing is they had the golden of a mid-table team. I only I made three or four notes, and you've picked up the same things as me. Like, so goal scored was the, was the big drop. Or fifty-eight goals scored. Um, against so Arsenal, Manchester City, Newcastle, were all in the seventies and the eighties. 
Um, conceding 1.74 a game. That's hard. You can't win games if you have to score that many goals every week. Um, and it was the Goldens of a mid-table team. So I think it's a it's a really crucial season for for Manchester United. I don't think the signings change too much. Um, it's very much on the manager. But I'll tell you what is difficult, I think, because we've seen it at Newcastle, Liam, is when there's that disconnect between the club and the supporters. If everyone's not pulling in the same direction, it doesn't half make it all. Obviously, Newcastle's the example because we're closer to it. But you could see the same at maybe West Ham would be would be another team who were doing the same thing. And it's really difficult, really, really difficult. As much as we jokingly say we hate Man United, but it's still, if everyone was pulling in the same direction at that club, it would be a better place to play. It would be more fun. It would be a more fun city. And, and I mean, how do you, can you see any of that resolving at all? No, no chance. I mean, you, you look at the, the Adidas deal two days ago, that's been renewed for 900 million. So not going not gonna to sell for that. And then, You've got potentially Apple coming in in two years' time. They're going to do a lot of streaming. So that's going to be a lot of money coming to the clubs as well. You're not going to get six billion for that club. So they're wasting their time trying to even sell it. Um, I know probably, I think they've had offers for five and a half billion. But why would they want to sell a club that's a massive cash cow for them? They've just generated 640 million turnover last year. So why would they want to sell? For me, they'll never sell. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, Baz, so we'll run through all those numbers. Um, lead us off with what picks that you made, Barry. Um, well, I think... I think Manu slightly overachieved last year based on what I saw from them week in, week out. I think they deserve top four in the same way we deserve top four. You get enough points, you deserve it at the end of the day. Um, but I think... It's going to be harder for them to get top four this year. I, I've got Man United to finish fifth. I, I, I think Man United to finish outside the top four at eleven to ten odds plus one ten. So, I, but it, it's a tricky one. It's it's not one I've got loads of confidence in because I literally I do think it's wide open. Um, even Arsenal, I think, will drop back a bit. I think City are in a league of their own, and then it's three from six or three from seven. However you, you look at it. Um, I just think, I think there are a few who, who will come from behind from last season who will improve this season more than Man United will. And it's the same reason why I think Newcastle are going to find it a lot harder this year to get top four again. Um, I think it's a coin toss as to whether Man United finished top four and getting just over even money. I've got my Man United to finish out of the top four at 11 to 10 was my pick, Malcolm. Okie doke. Um, well, I'll... I'll chirp in there then before Liam because mine's exactly the same pick. I mean, we're sitting here talking about uh, two. We didn't think Man United were very good, and we can't chirp about how brilliant Newcastle were. Man United finished above Newcastle. <laughs> you can't put a line through it. Do you think if you listen to me and Baz, you'd think we finished forty-five points higher than them? Uh, they yeah. beat us in the cup final, and the, we're higher than we're in the league. Uh, so there is something in that. Um, but it is yeah. It, uh, coin toss is exactly right, Baz. I've got them. Well, initially I had them fourth, but I just say Liverpool and Chelsea are closing down on them pretty quick. Um, and I've taken the same bet, Baz, 11 to 10 to miss out on the top four. I'm just not convinced they've done enough. Uh, like I say, the defence, um, Harry Maguire still kicking around, but there's not an awful lot of depth there. 
I think Mount will go okay. The midfield three that Liam already pointed out, I think it's it's okay, but I I would I wouldn't put it up against any of those midfield threes from the top six or seven teams. Like, um, and where the goals coming from? I don't trust Rashford. We know this. Joyland, loads of question marks. And well, I know we're going to talk FPL in a minute, but if you get drag up Manchester United squad, there's only one forward on the list. They haven't. It's not like they've got five to choose from. There's one to choose from, and that's Martial. We haven't even mentioned like so. They are a little bit thin. So um, I've got two bets. The first one is for them to miss the top four, and the second one, what else am I going to give out except Manchester United to finish below Newcastle uh, at thirteen to eight plus one sixty two. Um, so. Liam, it's up to you now to find some positive Manchester United bets. You've got to finish on a high note here. I've got a, I've got a different one yourself, slightly different, really, but three to one. Um, no order, but it's probably the right order. Anyway, City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Man United at three to one. So that's a, All right, so the top four. four. For ten to one, the same top four as last season. Top four in any order. Oh, so, no, you've, so you've got Liverpool yeah, instead of Newcastle. Newcastle Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, and the same top four is 10 to 1? Yeah, any order. Wow. You see, yeah, that's what I've got written down on my first yeah, one. Yeah. That's an interesting bet, Lee. You might seems to... Like, rather than taking the 11 to 10 on Man U to miss out, I could see myself taking a couple of those combinations, sort of one of them with Man U in, and one of them with sort of City, Newcastle, Arsenal, Man U, 10 to 1. City, Newcastle, Arsenal, Liverpool, maybe uh, at, a, at a similar price. So, yeah, I like that. That's a nice angle, that Liam. Good start. Uh, anything else? Anything else from you, Liam? For the outside, top four chance. Uh, obviously, Chelsea, I mean, we talk about Chelsea as an outsider. I mean, we never ever do that, but... Sorry, it's cut off a little bit, Buzz. Um, I'm just right. saying for... An outside chance, you're looking at Chelsea, which you would never look at Chelsea um, 13 to 8. But I, I like the look of Villa to push that top four. I don't know why, I just I like their squad depth, especially in midfield. The likes of Telemans and that Taibi. Um, even Paul Torres, the second half. Yeah, somebody else put Villa up for a top four, and I can't think who it was now. Or it might have been me listening to something on the radio. But a few people have talked Villa up. Uh, we had Pete Graves on the other day. He, he talked Villa up as well. And I think you can see why they, they finished the season strongly. Really good manager in there. And they've bought well. Telemans, yeah. Pau Torres, um, Diaby is going to be a good signing. Um, and they've been linked with someone else today. I can't remember who it was now. Um, yeah, they're signing well. They'll, they'll be strong. But I uh, agree with that. Seven to one's a great price. They kind of followed a similar quite a similar template to Newcastle. And like you said, good manager, tick. They bought really well, tick. Uh, they've got depth. Um, and I thought they played, I watched a couple of the games in America and yes, they're friendlies and you can't take anything from them. But they play well, you can see when a side's got an identity and they know what they're doing. And then it's not going to take them six weeks to find their feet. It might take Chelsea a little while till Pochettino, some of the new players, really hit the ground. Might take Tottenham a little while if Tottenham gets sorted at all. I don't think it will take Villa. Villa going to be ready because they finished the season strong, added some good players. Um, so yeah, that's a great pick, that Liam. Um, you got any others or? Do you want one of my silly bets just to go? Oh yeah, we love that. My love it. <laughs> Yes, Liam. FA, FA Cup and League Cup, 66 to 1. There we go. 
It was at Newcastle, yeah. <laughs> Man United, I think. Oh, sorry. Man United. Man, I'm writing this down. That's not, you know, that's not a bad bet either. Well, they were sort of one kick of the ball away from doing it last year, weren't they? So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay, doke. Okay, right, we're going to uh, do some um, some fantasy league uh, stuff in a minute. Uh, I'll tell you about uh, our favourite sponsor here, Underdog Fantasy, uh, with the NFL season right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. Uh, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and make sure to went the best ball mania four. First place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, so we are going to have a listener league, uh, a fantasy listener league. Make like I say, anyone joining us uh, for the first time, get across and enter the league. We've got some uh, cash up for grabs, 150 quid in cash for the winner. We've got some merch. We've got the Egg in the Cup Cup uh, and the Glory. The code you need to play is CVVQAB. Uh, that is Casemiro, Varan, Varan, Kiros, Anderson, Best. Um, Carlos Kiros was the dodgy one in there. I couldn't think of any Man United players starting with the Q. I've just thought of Quinton Fortune. I could have maybe he's counted him. Um, Anderson, was that Viv Anderson or was that Anderson, the shit midfielder? You can take a pick on that one. Um, and obviously George Best. So yeah, CVV, QAB. Um, Liam, are you much of a fantasy player? Do you have a team? I think he's... Uh... Sorry, it's, it's frozen again when you're talking. All right. I was just asking you, Liam, do you have a, are you a fantasy player? Aye, yeah. All right. Well, uh, give, us a, give us a couple of your Man United picks and then any uh, any other top picks that you've got in your team so far. Well, just for the first few weeks, just because of fixtures and stuff, I've, I've gone for Rashford, Bruno and Shaw. Okay. Rashford, Bruno, Rashford. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I had a look at. Um, I mean, I know Liam's not a very good player because he's in the family league and and he finishes behind me every year. Um, <laughs> but you look at the man who, and there's there's not many you could go for other than those three and potentially Onana. So if you want Onana as a five million keeper, then I, I don't mind that. Um, Personally, I think I'd probably rather go for a four and a half million keeper and get Shaw in. I think Shaw's a good way into um, Man United's defence. Scored 124 points last year. Bit of attacking threat, five and a half million. And as Liam says, he's got good fixtures to start the season. Rashford, nine million. He scored 205 points last year. Uh, finished fifth in, to- in, in FPL behind Haaland, Kane, Salah and Odegaard. Um, so he did score very, very well last year. I've got Bruno in at the moment, and I think it was just that half a million um, saving for me. I couldn't, couldn't, certainly couldn't get both of them in. I don't want both of them in, um, but I probably want one of them for the first few fixtures where my new do look strong. Bruno's eight and a half million. Uh, Rashford's nine. They're both midfielders. Uh, Bruno scored one seventy six, and Rashford two hundred and five. What about you, Marley? You got any uh, Man United players on your team? Well, you've seen Rashford scored 205 deflected 
last minute through the legs of the goalkeeper accidental points last season he won't be in my team um, I've got Bruno in I think it's uh, it's a no-brainer really he'll be in 95% of the teams when he come around but I would look at Mount and it's terms of players and in terms of what they're going to achieve there's nothing much between them uh, in how they play what positions they're going to play Fernandes and Mount the only difference I think will be set pieces obviously uh, Bruno is probably going to be on penos and will take a lot more free kicks but for a million and a half less, Mount can absolutely chip in and he can go on a streak. I really like him. Um, and that's it, really. I didn't, the, the, the Manchester United defenders are just too pricey. I mean, they're good at home. They're, they're streamable at home. Onana's half a million pounds too much. We've talked about the four and a half million pound goalkeepers. Um, and there's no real sort of absolute bargains down there. Like, um, Yeah, I don't mind the Mount shout. I mean... Obviously, we know he didn't do much last year, but if you look at 21-22, he scored 169 points in fantasy football, scored 11 and assisted 11. And in the two seasons prior to that, he was he was in the sort of 135 to 145 mark. So, scored well every year up until last season. As you say, it's only two years ago. He had 22 goal contributions. You know, that's a big... You know, if you can get him for 7 million and get 160 points out of him, He's arguably better value than, than than you know Bruno, who who got a similar score last year for an extra million and a half or a million, as you said. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Liam, are you uh, are you getting Man United home to Wolves uh, a week on Monday? We're recording this on the was it the third of August? Yeah, now. Um, yeah. You're going down there. You uh, what are you expecting? Um, so me, I think Wolves are. Uh, one of the teams I'm expecting to go down. Um, so for me, we need to be, we need to get down there and score a few goals. We might be, we might come out and we win one 0 but we need to be going out there three or four for me, just to set the standard for the season. Um, I think Wolves will definitely struggle. I think they're one of my favourites to go down this season. I already started thinking, Baz, about the pick show next Thursday. This these Man United Wolves games, and this was the absolute just template for the Manchester United to win the nil, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Man United, Wolves will make a couple of half chances the first half it'll be nil-nil and then Man United will yeah. score 62-81st minute penalty win 2-0 uh, you don't even have to go now Liam you can stay at home because I've, I've told you what's going to happen watch it now. yeah sorry mate I've just spoiled it for you um, and I think I that's uh, I can't believe we've got this far Malcolm without you asking yeah. Liam why he's from the northeast of England <laughs> and, and he supports Man United do you want me to ask him that? You might as well. Liam, I've got a question for you. Why are you from the uh, the northeast of England and you support Man United? Just a tip of the glory for aren't I? <laughs> for, the, for the glory, not the glory. <laughs> <laughs> He's honest. We found, we found the honest one, Baz. He's yeah, the exception. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to go the whole like cliche family stuff because there's nothing to do with my family, really. Um... My first ever professional football game was my uh, person Norwich with one of my mates yeah. and his dad. And then since that day, I just followed them. So, still got my season That's season fair. going strong and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, what we do, we'll be, we'll be nice to get out when, when we do a show next week without you. We'll take the piss then. We'll do it behind your back. That's, right. That's how Megan Baz roll. Um, what you want to do, get yourself in the Fantasy League and wipe the floor with Barry Liam. That can be your revenge for the year. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about Manchester United and this season before we let you go, Liam? No, nah, it's going to be interesting. Let's say I think it's, it'll be more difficult than last season. 
I still think we've got enough to, to finish top four. Um, but we have to be on ball. We can't be uh, conceding silly goals like last year. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting. Um, I still think we're probably two signs away from being anything. Um, I know there's been rumours today of that Sofian Amrabat, which I think would be a good yeah. signing. Um, so we'll go for 30, 30 million. I'll be happy with that. Yeah, he's a good player. Had a great World Cup. We watched him a lot. Uh, Baz, anything to add? Maybe down the back of the sofa, won't the Malcolm? Yeah, I'll be somewhere, mate. Uh, well, thank you, Liam. That was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you very much, Baz. Like I say, uh, any Manchester United fans, give us a uh, give us a try next week. We'll have the pick show. I've got AFL show coming up later uh, this week, but the the pick show will be um, the first pick show coming out next Thursday night. Uh, for the for the opening weekend of the Premier League season, um, and if you do enjoy the show, if you listened, uh, five star, like, rate, review, thumbs up, all of that stuff, uh, because it's very very helpful. Liam, uh, what about speak to you later in the season? We'll speak to you before the FA Cup final when you're sitting on that sixty six to one ticket, and they've already got the League Cup in the uh, in the cabinet. Uh, thanks, Baz. I'll speak to you in about an hour's time. Um, good luck, everyone. We are bets. Have a good season, mate. I hope you really enjoy it. Uh, We'll see everyone down the road. Cheers.